0: Welcome back to another episode of Career Day, the podcast. I'm your host, Adam Zigner, a high school business teacher at Carlisle High School in Central Pennsylvania. Today, I'm joined by Skip Ebert. Skip is currently the district attorney for Cumberland County here in Central Pennsylvania. So Skip, you know, thanks again for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. I know my students do as well. Um, most of my kids might be familiar with lawyers or practicing law in a very general sense, Uh, but maybe not so much with your role as a district attorney. Um, Can you kind of tell us in your own words, what is a district attorney? What do you do?
1: Generally speaking, it's defined by the law. Uh, By law in Pennsylvania, the district attorney is the chief law enforcement officer of each county. Now that doesn't mean that I run every police department on a day-to-day basis. But what it does say is that generally no citizen is prosecuted without my specific or tacit approval in that prosecution for that crime. Obviously, I don't get involved in minor traffic offenses or anything like that, but in more serious things like sex crimes, homicides, murders. Uh, we take a big role in investigating that and make sure that we have enough evidence to successfully prosecute the case.
0: Very nice. And so how, how long have you been in in this role?
1: I started in prosecution in 1982 as an assistant district attorney for Rich Lewis, who is now a judge in Dauphin County in Harrisburg, uh, When Mike Aiken, my predecessor, uh, was elected in 1984, he asked me to come back here. I've always lived in Carlisle uh, since I got out of the Army. And uh, he asked me to come back here. I became first assistant DA that year. In 1989, the Attorney General asked me to come to the state to become the Chief of Prosecutions for the state. I eventually became the executive deputy attorney general for the whole criminal law division of the entire state. Finally, in 1995, I decided to run for election as district attorney, and I won that election, and three more after that. Uh, I stayed until 2005, and I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but I decided to run for common pleas judge here in the county I won that election and became a common police judge for 12 years. But then uh, the, uh, my predecessor, Dave Freed, uh, decided to go to the U.S. attorney's office. That left a vacancy here. And I decided to give up my judgeship and come back to be DA. And I've been DA since 2018.
0: Very nice. So uh, something that all my kids are interested in, no matter what the career I'm talking to is, what does what does a typical day look like for you?
1: It's funny because there is no typical day per se. Every day is a different thing. Uh, generally, though, we start out with a staff meeting where I meet with the, all of the attorneys, a representative, the detectives, and the victim services office to just go over what's going to happen on that particular day because every day is different. Some days we're here in court all day, other times the DA, the assistants are out with the uh, magisterial district justices handling cases at that level. Uh, <clears throat> as a department head, and I mean, this is a county office, so uh, I have 55 employees and you know the county requires you to go to department head meetings there. You go to the chiefs of police of the county meetings. They're uh, the criminal justice policy team I'm a member of. I'm on the prison board for Cumberland County Prison. So it's a variety of things all the time. Uh, when you're trying cases, you still have to meet with the, the detectives or the police officers who worked on those cases and interview all of the witnesses to get ready for trial. And then some days, you you, you know, an entire week, a murder case can take up to an entire week, if not longer. So every day is different.
0: That's great. Um, so. Was, was law always the plan for you growing up as a high school kid or you know right after high school? Was law the plan?
1: Uh, no. Uh, I always thought that I, I wanted to be an officer in the United States Army. And uh, of course, now I grew up during the Vietnam War. and, and uh, uh, in those days, you know, I graduated from high school in 1966. and in those days, uh instead of going to West Point West Point you could only study civil engineering that was you know they're the engineer corps i had no interest in that so i ended up going to the citadel the military college of south carolina in charleston where i had an army scholarship and i was graduated and eventually commissioned as an officer uh starting as a second lieutenant and i became a captain uh It was funny because, uh, again, that was exactly what I wanted to do, but uh, the way Vietnam went, uh, you know, everybody now is thanking you for your service and everything. That was not the way it was in Vietnam. You didn't wear your uniform in an airport or anything, and the morale was really down. So after seven years, I decided... I want to do something else. And this had always been kind of in the background, but not specifically. I I didn't want to be a JAG officer in the army or anything like that. I was in military intelligence as a special agent. So I decided to resign my commission. And then I, (laughs) it was funny also because I came to Carlisle because it was the only law school in Pennsylvania that wasn't in a big city. And I had been in Europe for five and a half years and Frankfurt and all these big places. And I just, I came here and just absolutely loved it. So I, I started here still what, you know, I had no specific feelings about what I wanted to do, but <clears throat> I always, always involved in what's called a uh, courtroom advocacy, you know, being in the courtroom and trying cases, not just doing paperwork or wills or anything like that. And I did really well in that type of thing, so I was always looking for something that would have a lot of trials in it, and that eventually led to this.
0: And so that that sort of speaks to uh, my next question, which was why why prosecution versus any other area of the law?
1: Again, uh, it's interesting, but <clears throat> my first job here, in the county, in in fact, in this very building, in the courthouse, was in 1979, and I was hired as the clerk to the public defender's office. Uh, when I graduated, they offered me a job, and uh, you know, I took it. And I actually tried my first jury trial as a public defender against, uh, as I mentioned before, Mike Aiken, who became the D. A. He was an assistant D. A. at that time. And I'm bragging a bit, but I won that case. And I, I think he always remembered it and asked me to come back then when he became DA. Um, <clears throat> it's a funny thing. I mean, I never looked at myself as being a long-term public defender or defense counsel. I've always had an affinity for victims of crime. And you know, you've been hurt enough. I don't want to be the guy that makes you feel bad about your situation as a defense attorney. So I really you know, got into prosecution. And again, you try more cases here than you do any place else. I mean, that's, that's the role of a prosecutor.
0: Awesome. So, I mean, you know, you already mentioned your time at the Citadel um, mentioned coming here to Carlisle for law school. Uh, What type of schooling does a career in prosecution typically require?
1: Now that again is, is, to be the district attorney, the law says you have to have a, a to be a graduate of a certified accredited law school. Of course, law school is three years long. Uh, to get into law school, you have to have a bachelor's degree from a four-year university. So, you have to do that. In my case, you know, I went to the Citadel for four years. The army then sent me to, to Boston university for a master's degree in international relations. And then the three years at law school, but you have to have a law school degree to hold this position. Awesome.
0: So a couple other ones here. Um, Was there anybody on your journey? You've mentioned a few of your predecessors already. uh, Was there anybody specific who kind of helped you out, inspired you on the journey that you've taken to where you are now?
1: Yes. I, you know, both <clears throat> Rich Lewis, again, who's now a judge, but he was the district attorney, the first one I worked for, and I always admired him, and he always gave me good advice. Obviously, Mike Aiken eventually became a Supreme Court justice here and was an inspiration, good sense of humor, just, uh, you know, a lot of good advice. Equally important, uh, you probably don't remember him, but uh, there the The president judge of Cumberland County when I first started here was uh, Dale Sugar. And he he was president of the law school. He's just an, an incredible man with an incredible career. He was in World War II and he's just a great person. And he took me under his wing and would give me kind of good advice about career things and getting into politics and things like that. So he was a big inspiration also.
0: Awesome. So what what would you say is your favorite thing about your current position? You've already touched on some of them, but if you were to try to nail down what your favorite thing about what you do is.
1: You know, the part about when I wanted to be a captain in the Army or, you know, it was a question of being a leader. Uh, This job is, you know, it's incredibly important to, you know, the security of the county that we don't have a lot of crime and that, criminals are prosecuted. Uh, and being, you know, I came back from judge because as a judge, you're kind of like in a monastery, you know, you're all by yourself. You only have your secretary, the court reporter and the tip staff is your only staff. I come back here, you know, and there's 55 people. I mean, I have all of the secretarial staff. There are 13 attorneys. I started in, in, uh, in the eighties, actually, or, uh, crime victim services that started it here in Cumberland County, like with a one part time person, we now have an entire section of 11 people that just work with victims. In 1998, I started, uh, we were in charge of central processing, which eventually led to what is now our forensic crime laboratory. Uh, In this county, we're one of only four accredited crime laboratories in the entire state. State police, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh, and then us. Um, They're just fantastic. They do out, you know, the CSI crime scene investigator. They go out and take all the fingerprints, photographs, everything like that, Do a DNA analysis, blood alcohol testing, all of that. But I have that here. And then we have a separate detective section. Uh, detectives uh, there are eight of them that you know they do special investigations for me I get calls all the time of people talking about things that have happening to them and want somebody to look into it especially not just a local police department so they take care of that and then there's of course the drug task force which just does drug prosecution but being that leader and then having that variety of tasks just it, it, it really was good for me.
0: Absolutely. So then on the flip side of that, I've been asking like, well, what about something that you don't necessarily enjoy about the job? Uh, you
1: know, there are a lot of rough decisions here about, uh, you know, whether to prosecute somebody and are you doing the right thing? There uh, do come times when I have, you know, disagreements with the police department, say so they, they want to do something but the rules require that I approve it to do that, to get a search warrant or whatever. So that, you know, there's an anxiety to that that's not always the most pleasant. In dealing with crime victims, you know, that's people who have had, you know, loved ones murdered, et cetera. That's a tough, you know, you try your best, but you can't win every case. And that that happens every once in a while. And it's very, very hard emotionally.
0: And, you know, I, I think, you know, with DAs being, you know, more forward facing than some than other types of attorneys, you know, we look at it as more as a, as a stressful job. Have you found um, any good ways to, you know, manage that stress after a tough day or some of those difficult days? I,
1: you know, again, uh, now COVID has really put a damper on this and I had an injury but I used to work out at a local transformation training and fitness at least three times a week. And that was a good outlet. I'm pretty close to the staff. So we go out together a bunch of times. So, you know, you're staying familiar with their families and what's going on in their lives. That's kind of important.
0: And then uh, to just two more to round it out. So do you have any particular advice or guidance you would give to students interested in, a career path similar to yours?
1: It kind of goes back to my days in high school. I mean, again, I'm not bragging, but I was in these advanced classes where, you know, we were, you know, and all of my teachers, when I would tell them that I wanted to go in the army during Vietnam, they would be like, you're crazy, dad, don't do that. Or, you know, so I guess my best advice is, you know, you got to decide and you got to follow your dreams. Uh, I've had an incredible career. I, I couldn't, you know, I can't think of any way it could have been really better. So it's just that idea of figure out what you want and then, you know, drive toward it continually.
0: And then I've been ending every single one of these that I've done, and I think you kind of touched on it there, but with the same exact question. Um, what advice do you wish that somebody had given the high school version of you about college, about careers, just about life in general?
1: I think that what I just said about skip, you've got to decide what you want and then pursue that. Don't let people discourage you, et cetera. It's determine what you want and then go for it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much for taking the time today. I know I definitely appreciate it. So do my students. Um, I look forward to, you know, hearing from you again. So thank you. Thanks a lot for coming by. Thank you. Have a good one. I appreciate your
1: time. Thank Thank you you very much. Take care. Bye.